Welcome to Will Make a Disney Nerd Out of You, the podcast where we take a deep dive into all things Disney and what they mean to us. Each week we will be reacquainting ourselves with a classic Disney movie and sharing all the Disney Nerd info and Easter eggs we can find with you. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode. Very, very exciting. How are you, John? I'm very, very well, thank you. Although, pretty tired. I'm back at work. <laughs> yes, you've had the full week back after the holiday. That's what it's like every time I go on a school holiday and I come back. Is how it feels. Oh, my God. I mean, it's been lovely. I've had really, really lovely clients. Um, I've said before, I work with really good people. Great. But after doing pretty much fuck all every day for a week it's been torturous Torture. i'm not i'm not gonna lie the last two weeks have actually killed me um it's been so like so so busy like yesterday and today i've not stopped um and then i then teach obviously after school so it's like it's just bonkers so glad it's you're, the weekend you're a glutton for punishment my friend a glutton i am for Although I have to say, this is such a teachery thing because I know both my parents were teachers. They never fucking stopped. So after this, I am planning to do a little bit more planning so that I don't have to do it over the weekend. Um, and yeah, it's like something like not like quarter to nine, something like that. But right now, nine o'clock, nine o'clock, nine o'clock. But we've got this. We have, we have, we have. So, this week, what film are we looking at? Okay, so, this is a film that I have a weird relationship with, okay? Because mm. basically, it was just so fucking overexposed. There was so much of it everywhere for so fucking long. It's frozen. It is frozen. I feel the same. I, <laughs> I was... Uh, a stagecoach teacher when this film came out and I remember going to see it, it was one of Mun and Holly's um, a Boxing Day films um, that we used to just like go off and see the, like, the latest Disney release on Boxing Day and um, we were like oh my god this film's amazing listen to the soundtrack loads and then I went back to work and literally every child was obsessed and it was like every time we were like what what song should we put on while we do this game let it go let it go let it go do you want to build a star? oh it was like oh my god I, I wish you would yeah so but I the, the issue that I had was like it wasn't just like in I mean I could say it's an issue it really was an issue because she's gorgeous but my um my friend's little girl Sophie which she was really tiny at the time so she was like two one or two and she was obsessed so every time I used on on a Tuesday I used to like have the day to go and spend with my friend Michelle and she looked after Sophie and literally it was like a day of Frozen I think we watched the film like three times in a row it was too, much. too too much although the one thing with it which I will get into later is there's a fuck ton of songs in it there is so actually, as far as it goes with kind of rewatching stuff, it's an easy one to rewatch from sing along ability. Um, let me begin. Our usual facts and figures at the beginning. Okay, it's released on November the nineteenth, in twenty thirteen. The budget was one hundred and fifty million dollars, and it made a little teeny weeny profit. A little teeny weeny profit. 
1.28 billion. <laughs> I don't think any film has ever made that amount of money. It's fucking ridiculous. Fucking insane. That's what it is. But you can see it. And then when you think about that as well, actually, I should have looked into this as well. I always just, you know, as we know, we look into the budget, we look into the box office. I want to know what the fucking merch was. I know. Because it's still selling. It is still selling. <laughs> Sorry, on the, on the bit with the merch, if you've ever seen, there's like, um, I'm sure it's like a gif of um, someone going shopping for um, Olaf. And they brought out, they always bring out those little tiny plastic figures. And the, it was in B and M. They'd like they were discoloured, so they were all yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Search for it. It's so funny. So so funny. I think that's actually fucking genius. We need to find that. That's yeah. so. Um, but I said I mentioned um, in last week's episode as well going to because I went to Disneyland Paris in 2015. So two years after this had come out, and I just remember it was eerie because it was like every tiny child there was dressed as Elsa. And also, wigs on kids, not good. Not good. No, no tiny child should wear a Gwen Stefani <laughs> Aguilaria wig. It's the thing. Dodgy. Um, I went a little bit into the um, directors because it was actually quite an interesting one. Because, right, I did my rewatch. Mm-hmm. Enough time has passed. I watched it with Liam the other night and actually we really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I think it is one of those ones that, like I say, there was complete overexposure of it. It was everywhere you looked. You hear, heard it everywhere, the fucking song, let it go, let it go, for God's sake, stop it. Um, we're now nine years on. And I need to rewatch it. It was, it was fun. It was a really enjoyable little watch, actually. And off the back of this, we're going to be watching Frozen 2 imminently. Um, the director, Chris Buck. Do you know yeah. what else he directed? Do you know what they got him in from? No idea. Fucking Tarzan. Really? Yes. All right. And as people should know, Tom and I fucking hate Tarzan. My God. So who knew? Um, so he was he he co-directed uh, with Jennifer Lee. So he also directed Tarzan and Frozen Two. Shock. Um, he was super, supervising animator and story artist on Pocahontas, Home on the Range, one of my favourites. Mm. <laughs> and he's got, in quotation marks, creative leadership credits, um, which actually Jennifer Lee, the other co-director, got um, on Big Hero 6, Utopia, Moana, Rough Breaks the Internet, Raya and the Last Dragon, Encanto, and also on two um, upcoming ones, uh, Strange World and Wish. Hey. Oh yes, mm. Wish is their film that is all like it's coming out because it's like the hundred yeah. years, and it's supposed to be like the, and it's sort of almost based a little bit on the song "Wish Upon a Star." Like it's like it's about a star. I want to I want to say a star. Um, probably about star. I haven't got a fucking clue. You know more about that one than me. Um, just adjusting my phone there. Sorry. Um. <laughs> But I have got a little teeny tiny fact right at the very end about um, Strange World that I found out today, which is really cool. Mm. So we'll get back to that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's Chris Buck. Uh, Jennifer Lee. Um, so she co-directed Frozen 2 and had creative leadership with Chris Buck on blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, also, the fun bit that I liked, there are two little facts about her that I thought were great. Um, one is she is the first female director of a Walt Disney Animation Studios feature film. Really? 
Yeah, and so I love that. So when well, when you think that's nine years ago now, and they they are the Walt Disney are just massively stuck in so many ruts. Yeah, so, and they're gradually kind of clambering out of them year after year, which will lead me to my strange world thing later. Okay. Um, so she um, played the voice of Anna and Elsa's mum. Oh, I thought that was a nice little nod. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, voice cast. We love to go off on a tangent here. Are you ready? We do. So, Anna. Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. What do you know Kristen Bell from? Anything? Uh, a Good Place. Yes! I'm so pleased you said that because I fucking love The Good Place. It's- I love The Good Place. I think I watched it because of you. You told, you told me about it and I was like, oh my God, I do need to watch this. I'm in my second rewatch. Oh, I know. At the moment. The, the ending. <gasps> I know. I am covered in goosebumps right now just thinking about the ending to that programme. It's so fucking good. And if you haven't watched it, people, watch it. It's brilliant. I think there are, are there four seasons? Yes. The other thing that she did that was like my saviour during lockdown. So when mm. Disney Plus first came out, she did a series called Encore. And I would love her to do a second season. You've got to think about that. That's on my notes as well, because it was so good, wasn't it? I loved it. For people who don't know, who didn't watch it, Encore was basically... Uh, Kristen Bell getting together um, adults who at high school uh, did high school productions of various music and then getting them as now adults to reproduce the musical again and it was so good and it was emotional and funny and just gorgeous and you can see how these people now as adults are quite often not improved from when they were kids doing it basically Um, but that yeah that was a saviour wasn't it because that was one of the first um, Disney Plus original uh, series that came out wasn't it it was, and I, I remember it was sort of like my, I'm going to cook dinner, I'm going to put it on the side of the, by the cooker, and I'm going to sit and watch it, like TV programmes. I just loved it. The, to me, because, um, oh God, this really takes me back, fucking hell. Um, for me, that first lockdown was fucking horrific. Mm. Uh, lived on my own, um, and I took COVID, and like we all did, because we were fucking terrified, weren't we? And took it super seriously. So because I was living on my own, we didn't have bubbles right at the beginning. There was nothing. You were just told yeah. you could go near anyone. And so I just, that was it. I, I didn't go near another human being. I didn't touch another human being for four and a half months. It was fucked up. Um, and that program was one of the things that I would just sit and watch one moment. Sit and watch. <laughs> <laughs> Please ignore the door slam in the background. That's just staying apart. Sorry, he's working very late tonight um yeah anyway that was one of those programs that i watched and it actually made me feel good watching it when you're in this really horrific time at home like it was well for me it was like i as like i'm going to be really wanky here and say as a creative like i'm literally it's putting on performances that was the big thing that was taken away from me I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't audition for something. I couldn't direct something. Or something that the big thing that makes me me was taken away, and I. It was like I. I don't see any hope of me putting on a show or being in a show for for ages, and I can't can't see when that's going to happen. So to watch this about putting something on and about the community of theatre was huge, and I and actually I think. Like, I've watched it since again, and it still has that same feeling, that community of bringing people together, and I just loved it. It was a great, great programme. 
Say that again. What was your favourite episode? Oh, um, oddly, the Anything Goes episode. So the episode where the, it was like, um, it was the really older cast and they were like, they'd done it in the 1970s. And yeah. there was like some cast members who like, you know, they had like a really tough life since they left school. And, you know, it was like, 30 40 years of life sort of yeah. being pulled together and i think that it was just beautiful just the way that they they were still teenagers when they met but they were in their 50s 60s it was just lovely the ironically my favorite episode wasn't beauty and the beast um, ironically yes which you would assume weirdly it was annie really <laughs> Fuck knows why. I really I, maybe it's because it was the first one. I don't know. Maybe but it got me, and I think it was also the fact that they were definitely not anywhere near the age that they were meant to be playing either. I fucking loved that. I thought it was hilarious. Um. So yeah, Kristen Bell, love that. Also, side note, uh, she got married to her husband uh, the same year that Frozen was released. Do you know who he is? No, I don't. Dax Shepard, and he's fit. <laughs> I, I'm Goog- I don't know who he is. I'm Googling, I'm Googling, Googling. Google yeah, he's Zach a, Shepard, yeah? Huh? Zach Shepard, yeah? Dax. D-A-X. D-A-X. Yeah. I don't know if I, I'm... He may be hot, but I'm, I'm sort of gone off him with a name like that, to be perfectly honest, already. He sounds like he should be a washing detergent. Yeah. 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 Oh, Oh, I think he's hot anyway. Um, but they are a really cute couple. Like they do they did loads of stuff in um, lockdown and stuff like on and they are they are really cute. Um Elsa is played by Indina Menzel. Fucking Adele Dazim, sorry. Adele Dazim, is that who you mean? Part of my notes, space, part of my notes. Twenty fourteen, John Travolta, Adele Dazim. And in fact, when she started <laughs> And when we were watching it, Liam and I was like, oh, Adele does Zoom. <laughs> um, what a nod. Uh, yeah, Walter announced her at the uh, 2014 Academy Awards as Adele does Zoom, showing you how fucking disinterested John Travolta was in and what he was fucking doing that day. And Dina Menzel, she is a Broadway legend. Um, she played the original Elphaba in um, Wicked. She I was- saw her as Elphaba. No, did not shut the fuck I up. I bloody well did. I say, so, say, so, I literally went to see Wicked two weeks after it opened in the West End, and she did like the first two months on the West End when it first opened to try and pull in a crowd. Oh my god! Though she wasn't the best. I'm not gonna lie. It was nineteen. No, how many? When when did she open up in the West End? So it was about. It was about four years after it opened on Broadway. So it was about 2006, 2007. Oh, so then she's been doing it for time and she should have been great. Yeah. Um, She was, yeah, it wasn't, it was a bit flat, to be perfectly honest. And you sort of go, okay, like you can tell how much of the soundtrack has been (laughs) auto-tuned. It was was fine because after two months she was replaced by Kerry Ellis and, you know, Kerry Ellis was a god. Yeah, I... Ellis, when I went, um, Sasha took me years ago. Sasha and I, we need to get back to it actually. Post COVID, it never fucking happened. But every year on our birthdays, we used to buy each other um, tickets to go and see a show. So we'd right. always buy 
certificates, knowing that we take the other person have champagne in the interval. Um, and the one one of the ones that she bought me was Wicked, and we had um we had balcony seats. Fucking stunning. So so so. I've seen it thirteen times. <laughs> I know. Which is your favourite? So my favourite was oh, I can never pronounce her name. Um, it was Alex. Um, she wore. She took over from Kerry Ellis. Mm. Amazing. Like it was the first multiracial cast member. Oh, I love that. And she was incredible. Wait, another side note. Let me double check a fact, please. One moment, because I swear to God, if I have this right, because they have started announcing. Oh, yes, I know, I know exactly what you're going to say. I know exactly. So they've announced the West End cast, the new West yeah. End cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and we have our first um, Black Alphabet, which is ironic because she's green. But, she's, you know. the sec- she's the second Black Alphabet, and it's is the she- first, I want to say the first Black uh what's the character called no sorry, not alphabet glinda glinda yeah. yeah first black glinda that's what we've got so i fucking love that yes in that case yes we were right yay um blah, 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 blah. no it's great adele design anyway <laughs> so also um i loved her from in 1994 she was in rent do you know rent obviously you know rent oh, the, like that musical i just love it so much Fucking stunning, isn't it? And then she reprised the role in um in the movie version, which I love and yeah. got panned. It never got actually. It never got a cinema release in this country. I, when... I love that film so much. That's one of my when I used to go to Brighton like every single weekend and stay with my gorgeous friend Gus. Um, that is one of the things that we used to put on again and again and again. And we would listen to the full Broadway soundtrack and then kind of like the edited movie soundtracks. The movie's not got as many songs as the actual Broadway production. And then they released the live um, production, the anniversary production on DVD. Have you got that? Oh, yes. Yes, I have got that. The The worst production you should never, ever watch is the one that um, Valentina from Drag Race is in. Yeah, I know. What the fuck is Angel? So I... So apparently afterwards she said um, it was like I think it was it was either her or another cast member was seriously ill so the they they had to release the dress rehearsal footage or something and I was like that's absolute bollocks like no, they, that was it something like that you yeah. were just she was just shit like yeah. she was like what the fuck did you know did you know um, William Baker who was uh, Kylie Minogue's stylist. Um, put on a production called Rent Remixed. And I saw then, it. Did you? And me, so did you see Siobhan Donahue? Yeah. Oh, I love her. So she played Mimi. Apparently that was horrific. Was it horrific? It was one of the worst. Like, basically, Rent is supposed to be about a group of bohemians that can't afford, you know, to live, basically. Um, yeah. But this carp production was like um, a group of bohemians living in an Ikea set. Oh. Basically. And she was awful, by the way. That was she really? She was terrible. They rewrote um, Out Tonight as like this, almost like bluesy sort of 1940s like club song. It was weird. Out Tonight's a fucking banger. Yeah. And the the only thing that was good about that show is it had Luke Evans, who was um, in Beauty and the Beast as Gaston, and it had Oliver Thornton, who is a god of a man. And he was 
He was in um, Priscilla Queen in the Desert. So the original West End production of Priscilla Queen in the Desert. He played Felicia. <laughs> He's he's amazing. He was in Panto with my, with Kim and Holly as well. Oh, I love yeah. that. Um, okay, so also um, more on uh, old Adele Dazeem. Uh She played Nancy Tremaine in Enchanted, and she's coming back for Disenchanted, which is out really really soon. Actually, isn't it? Next week. Yeah. Um, and she played Rachel Berry's mother Shelby in Glee. Mm, of course, she did. Did you watch all of Glee? Yes, I did. I watched them up at like, so they're all great. And then Corey Monteith died. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, that was it. I was done after that. It was a disaster. I mean, I stuck with it. My friend Sally and I stuck with it right to the end. But we were like messaging each other. It's like, what the hell is this? What is going on? Such a troubled show as well. So there's a podcast that I listen to called True Crime and Cocktails, and they do an episode called The Glee Curse, and they go in depth for about two and a half hours about how many fucking troublesome people there are in Glee, how many people died, how yeah. many people would do all sorts of horrific crimes and stuff like that, to the point where, as much as I loved Glee when I first watched it, I just won't rewatch it now. So that is one thing I I have. So I rewatched it all through lockdown again. And then I watched it. I watched it three times, all the way through from beginning to end. Wow. Um, there are moments that because even in the later season, I think there are some of the songs which are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember in one of the later seasons when they went to New York and who played the dance teacher. Um, she was incredible. I have to find yeah. it. Um, yeah, we're going on a massive tangent. That's fine. <laughs> all, this was something else I thought was quite interesting. She's released six albums, right? Two of them Christmas albums. Yeah. Go figure. She loves oh, yeah. There is another link to Glee. There is another link yeah. to Glee, and I'm sure you're going to say his name in a minute. Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Groff. He plays Christoph. So, again, he's he starts on Broadway as well. Um, he was in the OG production of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Spring Awakenings. Have you seen Spring Awakenings? Oh, love it. Love Spring Awakenings. I've never seen it, but I know it's a massive one in the States, isn't it? It bombed here. It did like mm. a month in the in the West End. Um, I loved it. It was a great show. I went to see it at the wrong point. Talk about Priscilla Queen in the Desert again. Literally, mm. I saw it three days after seeing Priscilla Queen in the Desert. So you're going to see like Priscilla Queen in the Desert, which is the gayest musical that's ever been created. Um, mm-hmm. Very colourful, like just a massive. Oh, I've got one of the ping pong balls. We've discussed that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah I've got one as well. Um, oh. Funny enough, it's in my makeup toolbox. Um, <laughs> so basically, the um, yeah the so yeah he was. Uh, I went to see it and then went to see Spring Awakening, uh, like three days later, which is the complete polar opposite like kind of show. And I came out of Spring Awakening being like, oh. Like that was like a complete come down. Yeah, but actually, since then, I've really grown to love the show. Um, yeah, it's great. I mean, he obviously was in it with um, what's her face, Liam Michelle, as well. They were the two leads. Yes. She was. Um, so he was also in a TV program in the states called Looking, which was about three gay guys. So I like the fact that he's he's done a kind of like the queerest folk style mm-hmm. teller. Um, they did a couple of seasons, I think three seasons of that maybe. 
two or three seasons and then they did a movie as well which is kind of cute to kind of like round it all off uh he came out he's openly gay came out in 2009 and he dated the incredibly hot and sexy zachary quinto from 2010 to 2013 yum uh who was obviously spock and in heroes and is in pretty much loads of seasons of um american horror story and all that kind of stuff and also he played have you watched the new matrix movie (coughs) <coughs> I was never a Matrix fan, so no, I haven't. Oh, I love them. I think they're amazing movies. And the most recent one got banned, and I fucking love it. I think it's great. It's very meta. Um, but they have a new... Um, there's a character called Agent Smith in the first three movies, um, and he's reprogrammed, and he's played by Jonathan Groff in the in the sequel, Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, as we were saying, he was in Glee. He played Jesse St. James. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other actor that I've talked about really on here is Josh Gad, um, because he's fabulous. I really like him. I think he's incredibly funny, um, naturally funny. He's got funny bones. Um, and he played, obviously, the uh, he played LeFou in the live action Beauty and the Beast, which is really cute, because obviously that was our new little hint of gayness LeFou. Yes, fact, hint. A little, bit, a little bit in love with Gaston. <laughs> He also played Mulch Diggums in Artemis Fowl, but that's the only other Disney link that I could find. But the other role that I thought was well cute, you know, we love to talk about like um, Alan Tudyk and the fact that he just plays chickens and shit now. Um, Yeah, Josh Gad played. Have you seen uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife? No, I haven't, but I really want to see it. I'm really surprised we ha- Martin and I haven't watched it because Martin loves Ghostbusters. I fucking love it. I mean, I love all the Ghostbusters movies, including um, the female-led one that everyone hated. I thought that mm. was great. But this one that's the, like a true sequel to the, well, a three-quarter sequel to Ghostbusters 2, really. Um, he played, you know, Slimer in, in the original movies. Mm-hmm. There's a new version of Slimer called Muncher, um, and he does the voice of Muncher. And I thought that was cute. Little side note, Frank Welker voices Sven, um, and Frank Welker is Scooby-Doo. Yeah, so Frank, we've talked about Frank Welker before. So Frank Welker um, played has played so many. He was the dog in Little Mermaid, if I remember rightly, off the top of my head. Like He's done loads. Literally, I think we've spoken about him about four or five different episodes. He's veritable Adam Tudyk. Um, so, a little bit of the history on Frozen because it it's had a massively long history um way longer than I actually knew about I knew that it had this kind of shift from being the original concept of the Snow Queen to being Frozen as we know and love now um I didn't know how long it had been in development for I assume I don't know 10 year period something like that no no uh originally started development in March 1940 Mm -hmm. yep when Walt Disney suggested a co-production of a live-action movie of Hans Christian Andersen's life with animated sequences of The Little Mermaid, Little Match Girl, The Steadfast Tin Soldier, The Snow Queen, Thumbelina, The Red Shoes, and The Emperor's New Clothes. Um, but basically, when World War II began, Disney focused on making wartime propaganda videos, and the project was scrapped. Uh, it's a bit dark. Uh, so then we skip straight forwards to the late 90s. And Disney started developing a new adaptation of the Snow Queen during the Renaissance era, but scrapped it again in 2002. They just couldn't get it to work with the whole kind of like, the, basically it's been called the Snow Queen and she is the antagonist. Well, you, know, the, you, could, you couldn't have like the main character as the 
as protagonist. You just couldn't. But the, this is a sim is a similar trajectory as um, Beauty and the Beast had because Beauty and the Beast they first started talking about that in the nineteen forties, mm. like, and it wasn't obviously made until the early nineties. So it's just funny how they sit on stuff for so long. So the next attempt was two thousand and eight, um, and at that point, John Lasseter convinced Chris Buck to return to Disney from Sony, um, where he'd just had success with um, Surf's Up the previous year, uh, which weirdly, um, what was animated for? Animated? Uh, animated? Nominated. Uh, nominated for an Oscar, Surf's Up. What the fuck? Oh, it is actually really good. I, I, I think we watched it with the kids at school and I was actually, it's actually an all right fi- film. An all right film. It's not Oscar worthy. That no. really surprised me. Surprised me. Um, anyway, and it was originally going to be traditional two-day animation because of back then and what was going on. Um, basically, Chris Buck was really keen to do the Snow Queen story uh, because he wanted to break that kissed by a prince mold that they always have every single fucking Disney movie. Um, apparently, the original actress for Elsa was going to be Megan Mullally. Really? I know. And for people who don't know, she's Karen Walker in Will and Grace. Bloody I'm... love her. We're, we're re watching Will and Grace at the moment. Are you? Oh, I love that. We're rewatching Sex in the City. I love a nostalgic rewatch. Yeah. Um, so got stuck in development hell in 2010. Didn't know what to do with it. At this point it was 2D, blah, 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 blah. And then Tangled happened. Of course. And people loved Tangled. And I think Disney just switched. And at that point, we're all we're all computer um animated throughout now, aren't we? Um so it was redeveloped as a computer animated. Uh they rewrote um Anna, who was originally Gerda in the Snow Queen, mm-hmm. they was Anna and made her Elsa's sister, so um, to kind of change the dynamic up completely. Um, and they wanted to um, fully understand the uh, sisterly relationship, apparently. So they called a sister summit, and what they did was Disney called in everyone that worked in the studio, who was a, a female and who had a sister that they grew up with. And they just asked them to discuss their relationship with their sisters. They could really understand that kind of Aww. dynamic. Which actually I think is great. Um, because as we know, it's not always going to be like, yay, we love each other. It's great. You are going to have your fallouts. You're going to have your jealousies. You're going to have your weird little secrets that you keep from each other and stuff like that. And I think that plays out perfectly between Elsa and Anna in the film. Um, it became Frozen that we love. Music. Such a big thing in this film huge thing in this film 23 minutes of the film is dedicated to musical numbers which is immense this was a proper full-on musical and i'd Amazing. forgotten until we started re-watching it the other night and it's literally like five five minutes between each song and suddenly everyone's burst into song again brilliant um married songwriting team robert lopez and Kristen anderson lopez wrote all of the songs for it so i kind of love that they moved away from old menken for a little bit. So, interesting fact. I don't know if you've got this. Mm, go so, on. Going back to musical, it's a real big musical theatre episode this week. Um, so, Robert Lopez. Don't you. <laughs> mine. Say that again. Don't you give this away because this is mine. Okay, all right. You keep going. You keep going. You keep going. Were you going to tell me that he was the youngest ever person to get an EGOT? No. Oh! Okay. That's so... Funny. Because he, he got, because he got um, a Grammy and an Oscar from Frozen, and that completed his 
and he was the youngest person to achieve one, which I think is fucking brilliant. Yours? So he was the lyricist for the musical Avenue Q, which is like a complete, <laughs> complete, like, off shot from Frozen. Like, it's completely different. So, yeah, that's how I knew before Frozen. That's how I knew about him. So Avenue Q is basically grown up Muppets, yeah? Grown up Sesame Street, basically. Yeah, and is it, what is it, blue or what, sweary? Or I've never seen it, but I've heard You've about it. never seen it. Oh my god. So Avenue Q is basically, it has the same premise of um, Sesame Street where it's like teaching people morals and all that kind of thing. But it's it's puppets, it's like Muppets and humans, but um, they have songs like The Internet is for Porn um, (laughs) and um, Everyone's a Little Bit Racist um, and um, what's the other ones? Um, my girlfriend who comes from Canada, um, and uh, what was the? Oh, there's so many. Literally, it's incredible. Um, I just, yeah, I just absolutely love it. Oh yeah, there was um, <laughs> I got an avid key story actually. Going off another tangent. Basically, well, the first time I went to see it, I brought a T-shirt. One of the lyrics for the songs is. I'm not wearing any underwear today. And I wore this t-shirt on this bus in London. And this old lady, and I, she was tidy, she's got to have been in her late 80s, came up to she went, neither am I, dear, but I'm not promoting it. And then walked <laughs> off. <laughs> oh my God. Just love it. Um, Back to Let It Go. Back to Let It Go. Let it go. The song that never fucking stopped. It was everywhere. Um, it was so much everywhere. I looked into some figures. The only one that I'm going to go for is the US one because it was insane and it was the highest one ever. Um, it got eight times platinum and that is uh, eight million certified units slash sales. So I'm guessing that's streams and sales at that point. Eight million. It's not right. It's not right. Um, oh yeah, there are ten songs on the soundtrack, so proper musical. Yeah, Love well, the other, the other thing as well, so obviously, Let It Go, I mean, this, when it came out, it was huge, but did you know when, in this country, you know when a song has made an impression when it appears in multiple pantomimes? Okay. Like, literally, that Christmas, it was in every pantomime, and the best version I saw, saw of it was in a production of Jack and the Beanstalk in Hereford and they changed it to Let One Go. And it, was, <laughs> and it was how they got up the beanstalk. They ate lots of baked beans and then farted their way up the beanstalk. <laughs> oh my God. It's so parodied though, isn't it? I mean, there were so many versions. And there was, I remember there was some hideous video that Ollie and Oakley, my nephews probably shouldn't name them anyway, there we go. Um, Show me about some kid shitting. <laughs> oh my god. Vile. Um, the bit that I found really difficult though is that Let It Go is one of those songs that really pisses me off because each chorus is different. Yes. You can't just sing along. It's fucking irritating because whenever yeah. you think you've got. No, no. Also, here's the thing. I used to love Demi Lovato. Um, I like her a little bit less now. I don't really like a new album. Whatever. Less pop. Um, but 
she released the most fucking god awful version of this song. Yeah. Absolutely hideous. And I know they do love to do like a, a pop version of the main theme to play out over the end credits, but this one. It was bad. It was awful. Okay. Easter eggs. Surprisingly, not a load of Easter eggs in this one. Frozen 2, fucking littered with them. Oh, really? Yeah. So when I was searching for Frozen Easter eggs, I started making huge lists and thinking, I don't remember that scene from Frozen. Then I thought, that's because it wasn't in fucking Frozen, was it? It was in Frozen 2. So, there's that point. When we actually do do a Frozen 2 episode, shit ton. However, for today, you've got about two and a half. Ready? Um, and they're ones that kind of people know about. There were a couple that I didn't know about, which was quite cute. The one that everyone knows about, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider, a guest at the coronation. Yep. Done. She got no hair. Whatever. You just see the back of their heads. Uh, another guest, though, and this is one that I thought was quite interesting because, you know, in uh, the Wreck-It Ralph um, Disney princess sitting in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Mm-hmm. And you've got all your, prison- your princesses there. Um, and we see Tiana in computer-generated form for the first time. Yes. No, no, my little friend. She's in this as well. Ooh! Mm-hmm. There is a blink and you miss it, and I've managed to get the tiniest little screenshot in really bad quality, but it's going up on the Insta, so get yourselves ready. Um, and yeah, she's there. So I thought that was a really nice little touch that she's there, but tiny, tiny, you know, millisecond. Um, also, uh, Arna eats the same truffles that we see in Sugar Rush in Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. Little basic one there. They're not great, not going to lie. Um, there's a little cute, so this has got to be an American brand, uh, which was Coppertone Sunscreen. Um, there's a little nod to that in Olaf's song. Uh, basically, I will put the picture up. There's a baby and it's putting its tail down over its bum. And basically, Olaf does that with a little snowman. Um, that's the thing. This was something I thought was a bit weird, but I liked it. But it's so bizarre and there's literally zero connection because I've searched and searched. But somebody who was working on Frozen loved the TV series Arrested Development. Have you seen it? I haven't, no. Okay. It's brilliant. It's got um, uh, Jason Bateman in it. Uh, It's got Portia de Rossi in it. Um, It's got some fantastic people in it. It's really, really, really fucking funny. Will Arnett. It's great. Um, And it's about this really dysfunctional family called the Bluths. Um, They're ridiculously rich and incredibly entitled and then they lose all their money and it's madcap. Um, But there's a bit where the Duke is dancing and he does a funny dance and kind of like puts his hand over his head. That is from um, Arrested Development. Also, that line um, in the song uh, between Hans and Anna when they finish each other's yeah, sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah. Um, that line, again, was originally from Arrested Development. Oh, okay. So I will make a little reel of that so you can see the two side by side. I just thought it was quite interesting. So it's almost just like someone really liked it and was like, oh, why don't we do this? And no one realised. Um, there is a picture in the castle hallway that is exactly the same picture as in Fred's house in Big Hero 6. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, there- also, a really fucking tiny hidden mi- Mickey. But it's not a hidden Mickey as we know it, where you can see the circles forming the ears and the head. Actually, Mickey Mouse. Okay. Dressed in his classic Mickey um, outfit. I will take a picture. i take a picture, take a screenshot, and put it in there. It's in Wandering Oaken's Trading Post and Sauna. 
and it's about the blink and you miss it and he's on a shelf and he is absolutely fucking tiny and mm. you can only part of him but when you zoom in and I'll, I'll send them to you in a minute when you zoom in it's him it's mickey i thought that was quite cool um talking of which oaken from oaken's trading post and sauna he's yeah. our little character i he... fucking love that but again, Lincoln, you miss it. And it's just part of his thing when he's like, my family, hey, family. And the sauna opens and there you see a guy, which we assume is his husband, and about four kids, three kids, four Something kids. Like that. I love it. That's cute. That is that little bit of representation there where they were just really trying to eke into it um, back in 2013. Um, that takes me to my little strange world thing that I was going to tell you about. Mm-hmm. Strange World is the first Disney movie to feature an openly gay character who is openly gay, has a crush on another another guy. It's a kid, 16-year-old kid. Within within the film? Yeah, within the film. Because there, obviously he's... in Lightyear, we had the, the lesbian couple, but I can't remember um, the... They get married. That's it's... Disney Pixar. I know, I know, but yeah. It's the first Disney. It's within Disney franchise, but yeah, the first Disney classic. But that's cool because I get confused now. Like, which is Pixar? Which is Disney classic? I can't. I just always get confused. But also with that one, they can kind of did they get around it? What did they do in different countries with that? Because there was fallout, wasn't there? From the oh, there was major fallout. There's always going to be major fallout. There was major fallout from the um, the police character in um, Onward. So. I know. What the fuck? And they they edited it to say porno. Yeah. What the fuck? I know it's really messed up, and it's always just like a passing comment and thing. But yeah, this is major character, and I fucking love that. Anyway, that actually comes out really soon. That's out on November the twenty third. Oh, what on um, Disney Plus or is it cinema? Cinematic. Yes. I could have made. I like going to see Disney films at the cinema. I miss it. Oh yeah. Oh, talking of which, we are going to cinema tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, we're gonna go and see Wakanda Forever. Are you? Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I'm well up for that. Let's just see if it is actually gonna be. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about Disney Plus. It's gonna. I'm presuming from that, it's gonna be a, a cinematic release again. Oh, that's so exciting! So that will be a proper classic. I fucking love it. It looks really good. Really, really. Good. It's got Lucy Liu in it. I love Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Hey, my girl, Drew, Where did they it? find her? Oh, love her. Though. Did you used to watch Ali I did watch Ali McBeal. They've like, I used to watch, like, it was something that it was always on a Friday night or something on Channel 4, and I always used to watch it. Loved it. Oh, me too. I loved her in that. She was so fucking stoic. Fucking brilliant. Um, the other little thing, two other things I wanted to mention was with the whole troll thing, and you know, there's like this big revelation of the trolls. There mm. are trolls dotted throughout the entire movie. 100%. Really? So what I'm going to do is, again, bang on the reels at the moment. I'm going to make a reel of, of as many of them that I can find, because they are literally everywhere, all these little trolls. But they're always, like, slightly shaded, or it's quick, in the shadows, that kind of stuff. But yeah, they're everywhere. So I kind of love that. Um, something I thought was really, really cute, right at the end of the credits, they do a disclaimer. Have you read this? It's so yes. Funny. The views and opinions expressed by Christoph in the film that all men eat their own boogers are solely his own and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Walt Disney Company or the filmmakers. I love it. It's so cute. 
I love the fact that people will have had to have waited for the entire credits sat in the cinema just to see that. I thought that was... But that is me, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, me too, because I'm always hoping for something post-credits. It's never going to happen. It's Disney. But I'm still hanging in there. Yeah. Um, that's me done on this. However, really pointing at you with a pen tonight. Sorry, that's quite aggressive, isn't it? Tom, I'm really excited. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple of things on Disney+. Plus. Okay, but before you do that, before you do that, before you do that, um, yeah. obviously, um, keeping on Frozen. So yeah. um, I was lucky enough to see the stage show last September, um, not long after it opened. Um, <laughs> it is freaking amazing. Like, I can't... Yeah. It is very, very, very close to the film. It do they do... Be. Do they do, do Marshmallow? Say that again. Do they do Marshmallow? I can't remember. Oh my god, it's been a year. I can't remember. Um, they must have. They must have. The um, our Google. I will find out and send stuff to you. Basically, um, the um, the show as it sticks really close to the film. Um, there is a couple of little changes, like the trolls don't exist. They're like magical people that live in the woods. Um, but that whole part of the storyline is still there. Um, and um, the the best, one of the best bits. So Let It Go, obviously it's the, the song. Um, yeah. Let It Go, the actual costume change <gasps> is fucking phenomenal. Is it done like drag? Literally. Like when they do a reveal? Except it, it, they, she steps forward, that dress goes. I can't tell you where it goes. It just, no, it I'm just gonna, goes, and it's I'm gone. Gonna find it on YouTube. I'm going to find it and I'm going to put it up. And basically, the um, yeah, they've they've added like a few more songs. Listen to the song "Monster." Yeah, I can't. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. <laughs> I think it's called "Monster," but basically, it's um. Elsa's like solo in the second half of the show. It's beautiful. Um, so obviously, the, the... I'm, I'm presuming it's about her. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Cool. It is. Um, and the whole Oaken thing is great as well because they extend it. He's got like a whole dance number, and it's just great. I love it so much. It is. I I would highly recommend going to see it. Um, I got. I've got this horrible sneaking suspicion it's not going to be around for long because I've noticed they, they're putting lots of offers out there. The show closed on Broadway as well. and um, But it is really worth going to see it. And it is also in the Jury Lane Theatre, which is the biggest theatre in the West End. It is just going to the theatre itself is an experience. Like, you walk in, the theatre has been renovated and the stage is partly redesigned for this show and it's stunning it's i've never walked into a theater and just gone actually this is just as good as the show this is incredible however we have said we reckon there's something else afoot with frozen because of the fact that they're creating arendelle at disney yes so arendelle is about to open in hong kong mm-hmm not long after Christmas, and do look at the pictures. It looks stunning. It basically is, it is the Paris is going to be like almost like a carbon copy of what's at Hong Kong. And they basically built a new castle. 
Okay, I love it. It's so exciting. Um, the we're gonna get the I think we're gonna get the ride that they have at Epcot. So the dark ride that they have at Epcot um, within the park as well, which is really exciting because um, it has like their newer generation of like animatronic figures and things that involves projection and everything. It looks amazing. Um, the so Frozen. I was gonna. That was the other thing I was gonna talk about. Frozen in Disneyland Paris. Like mm. you said, you went and everyone was dressed as as, as Elsa. And also, when I was there, randomly walking down Main Street, and suddenly the crowds parted, and down on a carriage, uh, drawn by I swear to God it was drawn by horses. It de- definitely was. Um, were Elsa and Anna. So, and it do you know so why cool. that is? <laughs> No, why? Why? Because when the film first came out, they put Elsa and Anna in Princess Pavilion to do meet and greets. The queues were hours long. There was something stupid, like five hours long. And Disney just said, like, the the chaos, it was chaos. And they ended up just having to say, look, I'm sorry, we can't do this. We can't have one-on-one meet and greets with Anna and Elsa because it's too much. And they stopped. And so they replaced it with Anna and Elsa walking through the park on in a carriage, yeah. being along with fake horses. And yeah. they... I loved it. It was so cool. Right. It was just so random. It's just Sasha and I mooching around and suddenly everyone's like, ooh, and through they go waving. And it was just one of those moments where you think, oh, I fucking loved that. They've adapted it even further now. That, so I don't know whether it's going to be happening after Christmas, couldn't tell you but the before i went when i went to disney just before covid they had a whole frozen festival in disneyland in the disneyland park they had a frozen parade and i can send pictures of you to you or of it um and there's also um now in studios park they have um like the frozen show and Mm. just outside the frozen show you can meet olaf as well which is such a cute meet and greet i've got some selfies from when during covid and i'm all masked up and stuff which i can send as well but when we met um olaf during the summer holidays with all my family i've got some beautiful beautiful pictures um probably won't go up instagram but i will send you just so you can see them my my little niece is just like literally going up to his nose and stuff it's so cute so cute Tom's nieces are so fucking cute. Like, I saw her. I saw Autumn tonight. She was so, so, so adorable. And yeah, just it was so lovely sharing Disney, her first ever Disney experience. Because she was really, really scared about meeting characters when we first got there. But within like half a day, she's like in Jessie's arms, like just giving her the biggest cuddle. And it was just so lovely to see. So lovely. Gorgeous. Right. Have you watched anything new on Disney Plus recently? Like cartoony, uh, animated? I've not watched the Zootopia thing yet, but I am I am That's currently right. watching... Obviously, my big thing on Disney Plus is, is Star Wars. I've watched all of Tales of Jedi, and I'm, I'm in Andor mode at the moment. Cool, right. So, Andor mode. I have a thing with Andor. Right. Okay. I'm struggling a little bit with it. Really? I find that what I need to do is I can't just watch it one episode at a time. Okay. It tells such a big story 
Yeah. You've got to binge it. So basically, I'm watching it weekly, and then I've made the decision that when it's all out, I am going to de- dedicate an afternoon where I just sit and watch the whole thing. Yeah, rewatch it, because basically we've stopped for a minute. Because it was too frustrating watching it weekly. I want to watch it and just carry on watching. And I'm happy to just binge my way through the whole of the rest of it. Because I was getting frustrated at so much happens in it. It's such an intricate storyline that you kind of get into the next episode. And it's like, hang on, wait. What happened? It's... Yeah. Nah. I do love it. And what what did you think of Tales of the Jedi? Still haven't watched much of it. I only watched the first two episodes. Yeah, it's so good. I've watched a couple of the episodes now twice. Mm. The the episode with Yaddle, oh, it's just like, it ties in so much and mm. oh, it's so good. So, so good. And I really want to bring out another second, another series of them because I want to know more. I want to know more about some of the, the, the Jedi stories that we haven't been told yet. So I like that they're so accessible. I like that they're all under 15 minutes long. That's the thing to me, because it's just bam, straight away. There's no kind of like slow build up. It's just this is this little moment. It's like a snapshot, isn't it? Yeah. That happened previously or around that time that we didn't know about at that time. It's fucking brilliant. Um, it, it reminded me of that last episode of Clone Wars, which we always fucking go on about, where you realise how much has been going on around the main film that's so vital to everything, but you have no idea if you've just watched the film. That's mm-hmm. the kind of programme I take it as. I fucking love it. Um, you mentioned Zootropolis TV series. I haven't watched it either, but it looks really good. I'm really excited. I love Zootropolis. We should definitely do Zootropolis. I oh, bloody love that film. I have many a tale to tell about Zootropolis as well. Um, also, I always think of it as Zootopia. I know. I call it Zootopia, but yeah. Nah. Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, the other thing that I thought was well exciting um, was that there's now a Mary Poppins Returns sing-along. It's... <laughs> I fucking love Mary Poppins. I do feel like I've I've not watched it all the way through. I do need to watch it. I've watched I've watched it in the background, but like while I'm doing work and stuff, but I do need to sit and just put my that, all into that it. Has got, that has got some of mine and Liam's favourite songs on it. Really? It's fucking brilliant. It's amazing. Um, you need to watch it. Go in and watch it, but watch the sing-along version. You'll find yourself singing it anyway, because it's so fucking good. Um, the other thing, the last thing I wanted to mention about Disney Plus is finally, finally, and this is something we're both going to be losing our shit over, 30th of November, the first episode of Willow comes out. <gasps> yes! I'm very excited. I need to rewatch. I've I've waited until it was coming out so that I can watch the film again. I've not watched it for so long that I literally am going to watch it the day it comes out and then watch the next episode, like the episode. Yeah, I, I need to watch it with Liam. I don't know whether he's watched it yet. But the, what I find frustrating is like, can we ever cover Willow? Because it was not a Disney movie. It's <laughs> only now bought it that they can now turn it into a Disney yeah, TV yeah. series. Weird one of those things where Disney have created a sequel series to something that really by rights isn't theirs. No. It's so okay. good though. I want to have a quick nod to Instagram again. Okay. We talked we talked about it last week and saying how it's 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 got bigger. It's got bigger again. It has got bigger also, again. The numbers that we're getting through on the podcast episodes just keep going up. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And for telling people and sharing the word and 
whatever whatever's going on it is working and we're so keep fun. doing it please keep doing it more sharing more more five star reviews because we need them well we are currently five out of five on spotify and four four point eight on apple who fucking gave us four point eight bastards with oh. five um but with the instagram um because i do the instagram i see it all the time and i create little reels and all this kind of stuff and that's really um that's really kicking off all the time every single time i log into and check the instagram account every day we have more likes more followers and we're starting to get more interaction we had our lovely friend neil who we've spoken to a couple of times we have a new one we've got a new friend her name is stacy oh stacy stacy and i've had a couple of chats in fact she's just sent me a video there you go uh right now so she's lovely stacy mini um very very sweet she's a lovely welsh lady um and she actually found us through the instagram so it's one of those things isn't it i don't care how people find us i'm sure you don't either as long as you do yeah. um share the love with everyone so she's been she was singing our praises too so thank you very much stacy that's very sweet of you um that's me done tom tell me what are we covering next week what are we covering next week? Oh, don't you have a question of no idea, do you? I can't I... remember. <laughs> Thomas. I actually can't remember. Have I got it written down on this pad? Hang on. It's a, di- it's a Disney film. Um, it's a Disney oh, film that was... Would you say that it's a Disney film that also you could eat? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes, I remember now. I remember. <laughs> So it, it this comes from my love of Paris and Disneyland Paris and um yeah I just adore this Pixar film. Um it's I it just gives me the music as soon as the music starts, it just gives me the those feels and Yeah, it's there, doesn't it? It's fucking gorgeous. And it's also one of my favourite restaurants in Disneyland Paris. So it is, of course, Ratatouille. Um, I'm very excited. Oh, I just remembered. I'm going to get to watch it again this week. I'm very excited. I love it. Do you know what? So it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a bit of a weird one for me. It's, I love it. It's a gorgeous film. However, um, it's one I used to watch with my mum. Oh. It's no longer around. And, it's, and that was, she didn't have very many DVDs in her collection shocker um but that was that was her disney her disney really? movie yeah so it's got gorgeous memories for me but that little kind of slightly sad understanding but yeah i i'm really looking forward to to having a rewatch because actually i haven't watched that since so that'll be nice to um, take a trip down memory lane amazing we'll be very respectful it's a great film and yes so I'm very, thank you very much um, for um, downloading all of your Frozen um, knowledge on us this week. And I'm very, 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 very excited to, for next week now because I've just remembered. And I might, I might even go and watch it now while I'm eating my dinner. Right. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. What films are you desperate for us to cover? Do you have any Disnerd facts you would like to impart with us? If so, email us at disnerdpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at Disney underscore nerd underscore podcast and search for us on Facebook at We'll Make a Disnerd Out of You. And don't forget to hit subscribe and give us your five star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcasts.